Okay. So we have the countries that have shown interest in joining BRICS, right? So we have Afghanistan, Algeria, Argentina, Bahrain, Bangladesh, Belarus, Egypt, Indonesia, Iran, Kazakhstan, Mexico, Nicaragua, Nigeria, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Senegal, Sudan, Syria, the UAE, Thailand, Tunisia, Turkey, Turkey. Wow. Turkey. Yeah. Uruguay, Venezuela, and Zimbabwe. And remember, France is actually also interested, not in joining, but nah. in um, peripherally nah. being around, I guess. But what's interesting about this mm. is, you know, so we a big part of what's happening here has to actually do with the New Development Bank. Mm -hmm. And so the New Development Bank, in its own right, is sort of an answer to the IMF. Yeah. What I don't know, you know, the IMF has a really bad reputation, which it has gained over many years because somehow magically the countries that deal with the IMF yeah, yeah. tend to have some really big monetary crises. crises. And more debt. More yeah, debt yeah. and their governments collapse somehow magically and yeah. the, the country's bankrupt. I don't know how. Yeah. I can't imagine how yeah. that happened. And this is why most some African countries and others, like mm -hmm. for example, Argentina in this case, but just to give an example, this is why the kind of day countries in Africa realizing it's now or never. Right. So, and the reason being because uh, a lot, a lot of us Americans do not realize or understand the dynamics of IMF and World Bank. So, right. Anytime we raise interest rate, it's gonna hit them hard. Right. Because the interest on the loans that they have this is why right. the, in argentina's case i was very familiar with it because i followed it through from way back in the 80s mm -hmm. that's with the first loan yeah. came in. and when they got the loan you know they, they fixed whatever but it wasn't fixed because now they only turn it around and have to pay the interest on it yeah so this time around the argentinians were against the government yeah and yet believe it or not argentina and uh, argentina Mm -hmm. didn't respect the wishes of the people they want to hit and agree to another loan what a, that's what why they're stuck now yeah. with a 45 billion dollar in debt yeah why because the interest africans right. do not want to do that anymore they've been doing it for a long yeah. time you're absolutely so, right and this is why this opportunity of the bricks with gold right. africa what is africa known for beside oil uh, uranium uh, sort of the rare earth mm -hmm. there's also gold yep I mean, this brings me to talk about uh, briefly here, not too much, but about France. Yeah. And here is why. Yeah. France just disclosed that it has so much gold in its coffers. Now, here is the question. Yeah. France does not have any gold mines in France. So where the gold came from? Where did it come from? Well, it came from Africa. Africa mainly. Yeah. Mainly yeah. from Africa. So. So it becomes now the question of with breaks moving into this direction, mm -hmm. you're going to be wondering about how the global financial system mm -hmm. it's going now well, to take up as we do, do about face yeah. in the military. Well, and, and that's what's happening, right? So yeah. uh, I have the, so the uh, new head of, I mean, I guess the head of the, the oh my God, development the new Bank. development bank. bank. For, for the breaks. So I have actually an interview here with yeah. her talking about the intention to decrease by 30, de to de-dollarize by 30%. Wow. 
And I want to say something actually very important about these countries because the economies of these countries. So let's see. So what she says is the short term goal is to offer 30 percent mm -hmm. of uh, NBD NDB loans in local currencies that would increase from its present rate of 22 percent. Yeah. And you know why? Why in local currencies? Because they don't have to be dealing too much with the interest. Right. No. And right. by the way, the name of that person is Rousseff. Yeah. I'm Delma, sorry. Yes. Delma Rousseff. Delma she used Rousseff, to be the former yes. president of Brazil. Yep. So uh, that is the reason why she's offering in the local currency. There is another reason. Okay. Because, as you may recall, the new president of Brazil, Lula da Silva, mm -hmm. what is he calling for? A unified currency in Latin yep. America called yep. Azur. But with one condition, there will be unified currency, but countries will maintain their currencies. Yeah. The Alsor currency will only be used in the trades. Yeah. So that's, that's which is smart move. Unlike what the EU. Unlike, ex I was going to say that yeah. exactly. Unlike what the EU did, because uh, there are a lot of, the difference in economies mm -hmm. in these countries, and it's the same is true for Latin America, and the same yeah. is true for the BRICS countries. Mm -hmm. The difference in economies is so substantial that I, you know, I have questions about how this this currency is going to be put together. Yeah. But that is that's the only thing that makes sense because when you had the euro across all of the not all, but if you the euro across yeah. most of European the countries. European countries. Yeah. No, it's those like economies a, really yeah. struggled and yeah. a lot of them couldn't balance themselves out because that was the case and that was it, it became evident during the 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 greece yeah. financial crisis Greece specifically and, yeah. and again uh, we're just highlighting this i do remember reading a column somebody said well you don't like greece whatever that's nonsense what yeah it was pathetic so i don't hold back about this stuff you guys yeah. know this about me by now i don't hold back for any stupid comments that yeah I'll, I'll push back again yeah because it was stupid yeah, you know, I brought this up to highlight the idea that you got in the EU, you got countries with economies like Greece yeah. right here, yeah. then you got the economy of Germany right here. Yeah, but the financial aspect is tied in them together. This is yeah. now why Macron, yeah, why Macron made the statement about the EU need to start to reconsider pulling away yeah. from the dollar, another word. We don't want to be too tied to yeah. the U.S. dollar because they are finding out with the sanction U.S. imposing on other countries, right. France is losing business. Right. So that is the reason why Macron said this. And that was the whole reason for the whole BRICS thing, why he mentioned well, BRICS. And I actually appreciate that you brought up sanctions because yeah. the weaponization of sanctions, I think, went too far. I think that's a big reason there's a giant push to de-dollarize. I mean, there's several reasons, but a big push to de-dollarize has happened because sanctions have been weaponized. Yeah. And that's a that's a problem. And uh, so, okay, so interestingly about this particularly. Yeah. So the five BRICS members represent more than 40% of the global population, right? Which is substantial, is substantial. in its own right. Yeah. And their share of the world economy when measuring and purchasing power, though, specifically, purchasing power polarity is larger than that of the G7. PPP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. So yeah. we're really looking at some real power here. Now, it's more complicated because, you know, decoupling, you know, we're here here in the United States, we're talking about decoupling being a problem for the United States sure. from China, but it's not just a problem for us. Yeah. It's a problem for them, too. Not so, as much. 
it won't be as much for China as it will be for. I mean, yeah. Because here is the question. Here is the question. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna ask you the question. Yeah. You know, who needs whom the most? Do we need China right. or China needs us more? So what do you think? Here's here's what I think. Yeah. Because I do absolutely believe that there are other markets for China to go into. Yes, there. Yes, okay. There are. Yes, absolutely. They are. The issue with that is that the United States is still the largest economy. That's true. And so that is a process that probably needs to take a lot of time and can't just happen immediately, you know? You're absolutely correct. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of a big piece of that is yeah. that it can't happen immediately. But over time, if there are smart investments in other economies, because right now, you know, we talked about India. Yeah. Let's say that... that China is looking for that economy in India. Is it going to find it? Not no, right now. No, because India does not have the infrastructure. They don't. They need. No, no, they don't. And that's why even for India, mm -hmm. uh, the I think some analysts like, like for example, the, uh, uh, you know, his name for Zakaria, journalist or whatever, worked yeah. for CNY. and he was an India, India advocate because he's ethnically right. from India. So which is fine, nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that. It's just he's been calling too much on, oh, India's gonna become superpower. Now we proved that he was way off, right. way right. off. Not yet. No. India might yeah. very well become a superpower, absolutely, but there's some really critical issues yeah. that have to be addressed first. Yeah, That's why I did that, that research on it. Yeah. It's because we have to highlight, you gotta call it absolutely. the way it is. Absolutely. We need to refrain from saying, well, India's gonna become a superpower. Come on, guys. Right. <laughs> Let's because the elements for a superpower country mm -hmm. are not there yet. Not yet. Like yeah. you said, doesn't mean India cannot be. Right. Till they resolve their internal dynamics. Right. Which they got a lot to deal with. You got a malnutrition, you got poverty, yeah. you got a lack of infrastructure, yeah. Running water in certain yeah. places. Then we can be talking about right. And yeah. quality control with the goods that are already the, being yeah. made. Yeah. Um, would you like to listen to the head of the uh, NDB uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about de-dollarization? Yeah, the yeah, not yeah. Great. So this is actually interesting to me because you know they're they're talking about mm -hmm. the, this is being openly talked about. What this where this isn't actually openly being talked about is here in the United States. No oh, one, you know, now yeah. it's starting to get talked about because the 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 focus on de-dollarization has been so severe yeah. that, you know, it doesn't matter how much legacy media may want to sweep this under the rug. They're not going to be able to. So um, Dilma Rousseff. Uh, At the same time, it is necessary to find ways to avoid foreign exchange risk and other issues such as being on the single currency such as the U.S. dollar. Well, the right, good news is that we are her not. countries choosing to trade. Well, we can't hear her, David. At the same time, okay. it is necessary no. to find ways to avoid foreign exchange risk and other issues, such as being dependent on the single currency, such as the U.S. dollar. All right, guys, let me know if you can hear her. that we are seeing many countries choosing to trade if using their own currencies. Okay. China and Brazil, for instance, at the so she says time, at the same it time it's necessary to find, to find ways to avoid exchange foreign exchange issues and other issues, issues and other such as being dependent on the single currency such as the US dollar. dollar. 
The good news is that we are seeing many countries choosing to trade using their own currencies. China and Brazil, for instance, are agreeing to exchange with RMB and Brazilian real. And the Brazilian real. we have committed to it in our strategy. For the period from 2022 to 2026, NDB has to lend 30% in local currency. And so 30% of our loan books will be financed in the currency of our member countries. That will be extremely important to help countries avoid exchange rate risks and shortages in finance than in long-term investments. At the same time, it is just spot on because we, we, I mean, it's no, it's no secret and it's nothing new. Mm -hmm. We've abused, we've abused the power yeah. that we gained after World War II, especially in the financial system. And that's why the whole uh, Bretton Woods system was set up that way. Mm -hmm. And the arrangement was made with other countries to back the dollar. Yeah. It was still, of course, the 1971. As you all know the story, we're not going to go into the details of it when we stepped out of the goal. Yeah. But we made the arrangement. What a lot of people do not know, they were backdoor conversations mm. with the Saudis at that time to ensure that we're going to step out of the goal, but you're going to step in with selling the oil in the U.S. dollar. Yeah. And that's, and since Saudis were the head of the OPEC, the, not the head, but the linchpin mm -hmm. in the OPEC, uh, it, it was very, very interesting to see those dynamics. And yeah. now when you see Saudi Arabia is included among those countries, it just it tells yeah. you where things are headed. Hugely so, hugely yeah. so. Yeah. And sorry, guys, it looks like you guys actually could hear it. Perfect. Sorry about that. Uh, if you want to go read it again, yeah. you can. Yeah, that's all right. So, um, and this again, uh, tie it to, this is why I always say geopolitics, things don't happen in a vacuum in geopolitics. Absolutely. You look at now, for example, in Africa, and what I'm thinking about it, you look at in Africa why NATO now is fixing its sights on the Sahel area. Yeah. Why? Because they're rich in in, in yeah. oil and rare earth elements. Well, and if this is something that you bring up all the time, David, yeah. if you're looking at what's happening in geopolitics, yeah. you want to look at what resources are in whatever country Can't that you. is. Yeah. What resources are they or what access to resources does it provide? Yeah. Well, that, that was the whole reason why we always went to conflicts. It wasn't about, right. you know, but because time has come, uh, as I always say. It pains me to say this because it's my country. Yeah. You know what I mean? No matter what, it's my country. But on the other hand, you can't, you can't close your eyes right. on what's wrong. So when Absolutely. the country, when my country, when the government, not the people, yeah, American people, people are yeah. wonderful people. Yeah, you know, it's like any other human being. You know, it just we get lumped into what the government does because yeah. the government represents us. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Sort I of. am not advocating for you, the government, to go right. and you look at the. Yesterday I was hearing. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the journalist uh, Max Blumenthal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I listened to his speech at the UN. And the disclosure of the waste of money. And he was right. He said, yeah. it's my tax dollars. Yeah. When I see the infrastructure at home, it's not taken care of. And yet we yeah. squandering our tax dollars. Yeah. So he's right. And yes, you will get those schmuck in Washington. This is pushing against his nerve. He's talking, he's speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. That's what I call a good citizen. Yeah. You know, it's the idea that we call spade a spade, as I always say.
when our country does wrong and we did wrong with the abuse of the dollar mm -hmm. the power that we generated through them yeah i mean i looked at it just my recent trip i had to purchase something and i looked at the transactions they had to go through the us dollar yeah so why am i buying an item for example for 50 dollars but I end up having to pay about 55. Mm -hmm. So where the other five came from? Is that fee to, to convert this currency from here yep. to here through the yep. US dollar? Why? So the abuse of it, and that's why you're seeing now the bricks mm -hmm. moving forward. I, I, I saw this coming back then when I said, Mike, right. my word on it. In the summit, they're going to announce something major. Yep. And what I was referring to without saying it at that time had to do with currency. Yep. Why? Because you see the signs for all that. Well, and currency is the most important form of power, right? So there are several forms of power. Mm -hmm. The deal with that is, so, you know, you have the power that's like physical power, armies, police, that yeah. kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. You can buy every other type of power, power. with money. And so when we're looking at what's happening in the world, yeah. we're always looking at an economic struggle at the core of just about everything. Because what is the thing that people who want power want? Money. Money, yeah. So of course the most important thing is currency. Yeah. And even when you look at natural resources, why do people want natural resources? Is it for the good of all humanity? No, no, no. no, no they no. want it because yeah. it means money. Yeah. Well, the financial sector has always, I mean, since I start studying political mm -hmm. science and international affairs and all that stuff, uh, even all the books that I read from way back, mm -hmm. all of them had that hint to the financial aspect. Yeah. Why? Because the financial aspect is one of the pillars for geopolitics. Yeah. Geopolitics is not about just the geography of a country and how it's going to interact with country B. Uh, yes, it's all good and all that. Yeah. But you still have to look at the financial aspects of where things right. are headed. And this is one thing we did after World War II. Yeah. Because strategists at that time in Washington, that was the focus on. Yeah. On the financial, because we realized back then. And mm -hmm. again, I am talking based on the record that I read. Yeah. I did the research on all that stuff. Back then, the conversation, the, the discussion was, okay, now we defeated the Nazis, okay? Yeah. Now we have Europe under our thumb. Now we yeah. have the Monroe Doctrine in Latin America. Yeah. Now we can coordinate with the Brits in the Southeast Asia and Africa. Yeah. You know, what, how are we going to manage all this? You got one thing that can connect all this together is the financial aspect. yep absolutely and that's where that conversation took place at the Bretton wood in mm -hmm. massachusetts about Bretton yeah. Wood, the 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 dollar the role and so forth then of course with the discovery of oil we realized uh, discovery for other countries mm -hmm. that we had the technology they had of course the the products so we said sure yeah we'll explore this for you being for 50 percent and later on, we said, sure, we'll be happy to provide updates to your refineries mm -hmm. and all that in one condition that you sell the oil on the international market using the dollar. Yep. So I believe this Ukraine conflict mm -hmm. precipitated now the shift yeah. and the dollar is going to get hit. Yeah. I mean, for Janet Allen to say the de-dollarization process is going faster. Yeah. <laughs> and it really it is. is 